What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we're brought to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Football Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Hundred and thirty one teams, man. That's a whole lot to cover. They got it all covered. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the news, then we're gonna go straight into dynasty targets, wide receiver targets, buy and sell. If you gotta if you're going to buy somebody, you gotta you gotta sell somebody. Unfortunately, you don't get people for free. Um, unless somebody accidentally does that on sleeper, which <laughs> I have done before. Happened before. <laughs> um, so we're gonna start with the news. Um probably the We'll say the biggest news of the week is Brady returns. Um, he was gone for a couple weeks, and they there's you know rumors that he was doing the the mass singer, doing other things, contemplating retirement. I was picking up Blaine Gabbard in my Superflex leagues just in case. And of course, the day I, I won Blaine Gabbard in a bunch of leagues, Brady returns, and then his uh, one of his linemen gets hurt. So um, so Brady got a lineman hurt, Stafford got a lineman hurt. Um, and the second probably biggest news is Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake, big contract. The Patriots, you know, style of front office is like, no, we're not paying running backs. He's cut. He's going to be a free agent. Um, they did let, like, the news out 24 hours early to see if they could drum up some business. Nobody traded for him because it would have came with a big contract. Kenyon Drake's going to be a free agent. There's some teams out there that could use a running back, specifically a pass-catching backup running back. Who do you think? Like, what are some options that you could think out there for Kenyon Drake? Um, speaking only for myself, because I'm a Kenyon Drake shareholder. Oh, I'm gonna totally ruin everybody's hopes and dreams about the Ramondre Steven season, and the New England Patriots need a pass catching back. James White retired. They're not sure if Pierre Strong's the guy. Is Ty Montgomery the guy? He's been on a s- several teams over the last couple seasons. Kenyon Drake, kind of a proven. Uh, pass catcher and he's a guy who excels when given just that role right if you think about how good he performed in Miami it was when he was kind of reliably the pass catching guy so I I don't think that's going to happen but I just want to see more um, people get more upset about that whole situation Man. and freaking out about Ramondre Stevenson uh, but as a, you talk about being a shareholder I moved to obtain him fairly expensively last season before he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I, it broke my heart then that he went somewhere and wasn't the primary back. And now he is not on a team. So that's wow. we don't want to spend too much time on Kenyon Drake, but uh, yeah, um, Brad obviously does not have any uh, Ramondre Stevenson shares or he wouldn't be wishing that bad <laughs> news on, on the rest <laughs> of us. Um, I think there's a few teams out there that could, you know, um, the Tennessee Titans, they've always kind of looked for a pass catching back. Um, that'd be an interesting, uh, interesting spot for him. Arizona, uh, returning to Arizona. Um, and then you have some muddled backfields without a clear, you know, clear number one, like Buffalo and Kansas City. We've always talked about Kareem Hunt going there. Um, 
Houston and Atlanta. There's not really a clear, you know, clear cut guy there. Um, you know, and the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams like to collect backs and they're familiar with him. So that could really destroy some people with Cam Akers and Darryl, you know, Daryl Henderson. Um, and, and Josh Jacobs. So they came out today. So, you know, uh, he, J- uh, King and Drake's cut. Then Josh Jacobs is, he does not in line for a clear number one role. According to NBC sports edge, is this going to be a Patriots style committee back there? Um, they, they also have some pass catchers, Amir Abdullah, um, in that backfield to go with Zamir White and Josh Jacobs in, in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, it'll be interesting, right? Because you you think about Josh McDaniel's only other opportunity to head coach, and no Sean Moreno ended up with over 200 carries on his own. So I think, and, and I'm not saying he's you know going to do the same thing, but history kind of shows maybe he will lean a little bit more heavy on a single back. So I think Josh Jacobs is going to be that guy, you know, they're going to run him as much as possible, I would think, especially with him not being on the team most likely next year and kind of saving Zamir White a little bit for the future. So I still think Josh Jacobs is going to get the bulk of the carries. Well, speaking of messy backfields, um, if you're an Antonio Gibson, if you have a friend that is an Antonio Gibson truther, you might want to go check on them. This week This week was rough. The, the drum beat got louder and louder and louder. And it's like, oh, it's just camp hype. It's just smoke. And then all of a sudden the game comes and you got, you know, you got Antonio Gibson getting, Brian Robson is getting first team reps, which don't get me wrong. I get it. He needs to get first team reps as a rookie. He need, you, We want to see what he looks like with the first team. I don't necessarily think that, you know, Antonio Gibson is, is just an afterthought. But when they were on the field, there was a clear difference. Robinson looked better. Um, and Robinson was not working with special teams. Antonio Gibson was, um, and you know, Antonio Gibson has fumbling issues last year. So, um, I asked everybody, I almost got about, about 500 votes. Who would you draft? I had someone tell me, I put a, a poll out there, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. And he was like, you know, a little snooty. Well, at cost, of course, they're going to go Brian Robinson. I said, no, I'm not asking at cost. I'm asking straight up. So I reworded the question. Who would you draft first in a redraft league today? 53% of the vote said Antonio Gibson, but 47%. So his he said extreme anomaly was the word he used. And I was like, 47% is not an extreme anomaly, bub. It's no, yeah, no, definitely. It happens, you know, and and a lot of your, you know, a lot of your drafts this weekend. They're not guys that check Twitter and are on Twitter every day or doing analysis and things like that. They're guys that are just popping on now and they're like, oh, Brian Robinson, uh, this guy looks really good. And uh, Antonio Gibson, what happened to him? So what are your thoughts here? If you if I said, you know, right now you have you can't cheat and say uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to get any of them. Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson on the draft board. You only can pick one of those two. It ain't even close. It ain't even close. I am tried and I am true, and I am stick. I am going down with the ship. Antonio Gibson is the guy I want. I don't. I get it. There's all kinds of writing on the wall. I'm just not buying it. He's more explosive. I believe he is still significantly better at the game of football than Brian Robinson is. Now, does he have his faults and his fumbles and his issues? Absolutely. Those aren't really sticky stati- statistics either. So I'm I'm rolling out with the upside of Antonio Gibson uh, and his pass catching and explosiveness over Brian Robinson, who really 
wasn't that impressive of a back to me in Alabama. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to go off of. Robinson did not have a, a whole lot of carries because he was behind Najee Harris. Um, my one thing that I've always hung my hat on with Antonio Gibson is because he was not, you know, he didn't have a lot of carries, didn't have a lot of when it production. Was seven. I yeah, mean, it, it was something ridiculously low. Yeah, he had, he had like like it was it was super low, and on top of that, it was you don't get the reps as a pass protector. And so pass protection is one of the easiest ways for a guy to, to lose his job or to not get reps. And Antonio Gibson has struggled in that area of his game. So if you cannot protect, you're not going to be out there on third down. You know, teams want to have the illusion of, is it a run or a pass? If they know this guy can't pass block or they know this guy can't catch, they know it's it's one or the other. It's, it's right. going to be a run. So, okay, well, this guy can pass protect, he can run, and he can catch. That's the kind of guy you want. And Tony Gibson just has failed to show some of those things. And they haven't featured him in the passing game that we've wanted him to, even though he's a converted receiver. Um, yep. Brees Hall, four carries, one yard. I don't read anything into it, but people are going goo-goo-gaga over it because it was the only game on last night. Anything? No, I mean, you can't fade somebody just because of a preseason game. So, um, Tyquan Thornton, uh, he had, he was, he was having a really good camp. Um, he was really kind of putting some, you know, haters to bed and he, he uh, broke his collarbone. So he's pretty much, you know, gonna be irrelevant this year. Um, he's gonna be out at least eight weeks. Um, could be a little bit longer. That's just a lot of time. Um, Nelson Aguilar looks good. Um, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is the clear number one there, in my opinion. Um, then you have, you know, Hunter Henry there um, and Jonu Smith. But I think it's going to be Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and then uh, Devontae Parker as the as the one there. And then they'll work Thornton back in there. And speaking of speed, Will Fuller still doesn't have a job. Cole Beasley's probably working on his third rap album. Um, he has not been signed. Uh, I thought he was going to go to Houston after Mechie. Um, I thought he was going to go to Dallas after you know Gallup has said not to be you know back right away. And Washington got hurt, but Fuller and Beasley are still out there. Yeah, you heard anything, or do you have any ideas of where they might go? No. So Beasley, I believe, has visited three teams the last I saw, but but there hasn't been any movement on him yet. So those are veteran guys that. I think can fit in pretty quickly into an offense. I think teams are just kind of waiting it out to see what happens in the the third week of the preseason. And really I would expect, expect them to be signed before the fourth game. All right. Well then let's, let's just uh, let's check in with the sponsors real quick and get straight to the trade targets. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about WinBet. If you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers get a hundred dollar, get Yeah. New customers bet $100, you get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball game make the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also released their first QB with five TDs prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so they know we sent you. Um, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Must you Offer something to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where win, play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please have them call 1-800-522-4700.
Yeah, and look, all of us love making game day bets, and we're looking for the best odds available. Well, you can stop now and use Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all your major sports books. You can determine, you can also compare all your different signup codes and promotions from sports books to make sure that you get the best deal moving forward. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, all of those things for you as a better to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so that you can keep track of all the records on all your games and your betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. I want to talk to you about run your pool. I actually got an email from them today. Every time they update, they're going to send you an email, make sure they're communicating with you so you have the latest and best. Uh, Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans, sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em to Survivor or Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports, ga- sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Art with Running Your Pool to host a pool for our SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in, hop in now to reserve your, your spot. $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com backslash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com backslash SGPN. For those who don't know what a Survivor Contest is, you're going to pick a team that you think is going to win each week. And you cannot pick the same team again for the rest of the season. So you can't always pick the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. You can pick, you know, hey, I'm playing whoever's playing against the Jets this week. Um, You just won't be able to use the Bills, the the Pats, and the Dolphins more than once. It's a whole lot of fun. You can do it with your friends. You can do it with us. Again, sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com. That's play.runyourpool.com. SGPN. So, Brad, I'm going to let you go first, and any time that you disagree with mine, please feel free. Let me know. We want to give the people what they want. I know I'm going to disagree with one of your guys right here, and it's my guy. It's it's my guy, but we'll we'll save my, my side of this for a little bit. Buy DK Metcalf, sell Jamar Chase. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so it's all about the dip for me. So DK Metcalf, if you think about early in 2021, people are looking at him as the dynasty wide receiver one in ADP. He was a top three pick in startup drafts at that point. And oh, how the tides have changed. He's simply the wide receiver 11 right now. And the cost to obtain him is so cheap, in my opinion, for a guy that is explosive and can just go back to that dynasty wide receiver number one in the flip of a switch because of his skill set. This is a guy we've seen have 129 exactly targets over the last two years. He just got signed to a new three-year deal where he's going to get re-signed again in his prime of 27 years old. Look, you're getting this guy for Devonta Smith straight up. Jamison Crowder, McCall Hardman, and a first. 
gets you him. So basically trash and a first round pick gets you DK Metcalf. DJ Moore in a second. I could argue against that. I could argue for it. And then the last one that is very interesting to me is that positional change, Derek Henry for DK Metcalf. And if you're in a rebuild type situation, that is a, a hell of a trade. So I just think the value to go and obtain an absolute stud at the wide receiver position who can win you a week, very similar to the guy on the right side of the screen in Jamar Chase is something you should definitely take a look at. Now let's let's shift over. Do you want to do you want to talk now or do you want to wait until Well, I will just I'll just say, yeah. you know, this is a question that the people out there might be asking. So you said he can flip a switch and go from where he's at right now to the wide receiver one. He's not going to do that with Geno Smith and and he has a potentially, you know, a rookie quarterback next year um and we expect those guys to be good. We expect them to be, you know, in the market for one of those top three quarterbacks, most likely the number one. But there could be some growing pains there. That maybe not. I mean, Joe Burrow hit the hit the ground running. Justin Herbert hit the ground running. Some some hit the ground running. So, what what would you say to someone that has the question of like maybe you're going to have to wait two or three years, and that's why there's such a dip. I don't know if I buy it. Now, I know the sample size is small, but the the four games that you saw with Geno Smith, he averaged over 75 yards and just under a touchdown in those four games. Now, do, can can he carry that on? Can Geno carry that for a 16-game pace? If they switch quarterbacks in the middle of the season and Drew Locke becomes the guy, can they carry that pace? And I... The only reason I kind of side that it could is because if even if they do switch to Drew Locke, Drew Locke just wants to chuck it down the field nonstop. Like that's he just wants to air it out every time that he gets the chance. He will not check down. He throws it down the field, and that plays right into DK Metcalf's game. And it doesn't matter how bad that team is. We've seen bad teams produce high-caliber fantasy wide receivers in the past, and I expect a very similar thing uh, with DK Metcalf. Okay, and now let's talk about Jamar Chase. Yeah, so this is just right. We talked in the quarterback segment about guys that people want and people are willing to pay for, and I just can't get past the value that you're getting out of a guy like Jamar Chase right now who's done it one season. I see a lot of 50-plus yard touchdowns, and I feel like those are not – a repeatable necessary uh, necessarily a repeatable thing from year to year. This guy had five touchdowns of over 50 yards. There's only it, Jerry Rice is the guy when it comes to 50 plus yard touchdowns where he 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 only got five exactly, no more than five in a season, three times in his entire like 15 year career, right? So I expect his t- a little bit of touchdown regression from Jamar Chase and when I can get guys like Devontae Adams and Jalen Hurts I'm really looking at that if I'm thinking about contending. If I can get DK and two firsts, I'm taking that trade. If I can get three firsts for Jamar Chase, these are all trades that have happened within the last week. And I haven't even mentioned Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, and two firsts, which is the one I would absolutely take over all of these other ones. The value that you're getting by moving Jamar Chase just adds to the entirety of your dynasty roster right now. So it's not because I don't like Jamar Chase. It's not because I don't think I think he's wide receiver two in dynasty rankings, but top two, right? People argue JJ versus him. Top two, I'm not saying he's not, but simple fact is, what was it you said, Marcus Grant? We just can't have nice things in the dynasty world. You always find a reason to move somebody when 
they might be the best player on your roster, and it's because of the value right now. Yeah, and he's he's only you know he he only had a year he had a year off, and he came in and and just right off the bat was just killing it. And I know the Joe Burrow connections there, um, but I, I feel like he's just getting started. And and some of the I mean, some of the times you watched him, yeah, I know there's people like, oh, that was bad tackling or a guy fell down stuff like that. He made them fall down. They they missed, you know, like, there was a game last year against the Chiefs where he was just like big brothering NFL corners. And it, it just looked like, you know, like he was in God mode. He just was like, I am so much better than you guys. And he did that in the Super Bowl. Um, it wasn't just a couple games. He had two 200-yard games as, as a rookie. This guy is a stud. And, you know, Terry McLaurin. I like Terry McLaurin, but Terry McLaurin and two firsts. Uh, and I'm not, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. McLaurin, and two firsts. So, you know, you got to look at, you know, yeah, that, that if you're rebuilding, that's something you, you may want to consider. But if you're rebuilding, I'm not selling Jamar Chase. I, I'm just not. You hope that those picks are, are half of what Jamar Chase is. If you go and you look at the, the history of first-round picks, it's, it's 50-50. And so you look at it and say, do you want DK and a first versus Jamar Chase? I'll take Jamar Chase because I, I don't know if I'm going to hit on that first. I know for sure that I'm going to hit on DK Metcalf and Jamar Chase. So that's where I'm at. I, I we, have, we had a draft, and I, I took the first receiver off the board. Everyone was taking quarterbacks. And I took Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm a firm believer. Love that he's connected with Burrow. Love that he's connected with, with, with Taylor. And he's like 21 years old. I mean, he's super young guy. So um, I, I get the argument, and I definitely am not saying that it's wrong. I'm just, you know, I'm not doing it myself just because, you know, you, you get three first-round draft picks. These guys are supposed to be good. But what if you end up with, you know, Laquan Treadwell and, and you know, some of these other guys and Trent Richardson, and it's like, man, I wish I would have kept Jamar Chase. It doesn't mean you have to draft them, though, right? Uh, they're, uh, you know, I've heard somebody refer to them as currency, right? So you've got those firsts and come draft time, you move them right before the draft and they're at peak value. You can get, I rebuilt a whole dynasty roster and I went from season one where I had five, ended up with five firsts by the end of the season. Before the next season, I moved every single one of those and won the championship the next year. So those yeah. firsts can, re- can change your entire roster. So... To- yeah, totally get, get it. it though. Totally get it. I- I've done the same thing. I've had the 103. I could have got Jonathan Taylor, traded back. I got three firsts for it. Turned one of them into John- Justin Jefferson, one of them into Justin Herbert. Another one, I forget what I used it for, but it was a year later. And so I get it. Like you, you do want to double down, things like that. Uh, let's move on and go with my guys. So I'm going to buy Mike Williams. And I feel like, you know, this guy, it took a little while to catch on and, and people, you know, people got sour on him, but you know, he's someone that you're, you're getting right now as the, the wide receiver 24 in dynasty. I'm just, I'm not having that. If I want somebody attached to Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen's not who I want in dynasty, Mike Williams he was great in that offense. I know last year he had the knee injury and, and kind of slowed down the you know the ha- second half of the season. Um, but this guy is is he's just on the rise. He's just getting better and better as the years are going on. They just signed him to a new contract. He's going to be attached to Justin Herbert for the foreseeable future. 
And if you ask me, you know, do I want Hammer or Chris Godwin or Devonta Smith or any of those guys? Yes, yes, yes. Like I want Mike Williams on my team. And you're you're getting him in the fifth round as your second or third receiver. I feel like that's just tremendous value. And if I could trade AJ Brown for Mike Williams plus, I'm going to do that. And based on the ADP and based on everything out there, you can. And I'm going to do that all day. AJ Brown is a great receiver. He was my number one in that class. I'm a big fan of AJ Brown. He's a big play receiver, but he's also, you know, you want to talk about Mike Williams and injuries. AJ Brown's had multiple knee surgeries. He's never finished a game, never finished a season. And he goes from a low pass volume team to a lower pass volume team with a worse quarterback. I know everyone, the last thing they saw with Ryan Tannehill was his struggles in that playoff game. They were the number one seed, and they had an absolutely like Derrick Henry missed time, AJ Brown missed time, Julio Jones missed time. They they were depleted. We were like having to Google who is their wide receivers. And and Ryan Tannehill was still a QB one. And what they were the number one seed. Like Vrabel won the you know the coach of the year for a reason. But AJ Brown again was missing time. And so now he goes to Philadelphia. He's you know, he's never had more than 70 catches in his career. And it's not going to happen in Philadelphia where he's going to go and get 150 targets. There's not enough targets to go around between him, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, you know, and they still got some other guys. They passed to the running back some. They, you know, they have, you know, Zach, they just picked up Zach Pascal. They still got Jalen Rager on the squad. And A.J. Brown could, you know, he's, he's got to play 16, 17 games to get 150 targets. And you're you're taking him just, in my opinion, way too high. He's a wide receiver, six, 15th overall. So he's you're getting him as the, the 203 in your, your 12-team leagues. I just, It's just too pricey for me. I would rather take A.J. Brown, flip him for D.K. Metcalf plus, flip him for you know Mike Williams plus, or some of these other guys we're going to talk about. Yeah, I, I will 100% not agree with Mike Williams. I've been a Mike Williams truther since he came in. I've written articles, you know, prior in prior seasons saying this is a guy you want on your team. And you saw what his upside is before his knee injury in the first five weeks of last season where he was ahead of Cooper Cup in production. Like this guy has all the skills and he's paired with an absolute stud quarterback. So I love the Mike Williams take. A.J. Brown is where I differ a little bit, and I get the value uh, at ADP-wise, right? wide receiver six. I would probably pass at that ADP, but some of these trades that are going down for A.J. Brown, the hype is real on some of these other guys, and it's not because the narrative for A.J. Brown is, oh, he can't stay healthy, and he's on a low-passing volume offense. So when I look at A.J. Brown and I see trades go down of Chase Claypool a first and a third, I'm smashing that for A.J. Brown. When I see trades of Gabriel Davis and a second for A.J. Brown, I'm taking that trade. So there are hype players that you can move and play that narrative to your advantage. The reason I would say to play it to your advantage is while, yes, A.J. Brown has not been healthy in his first two seasons. I get it. But guess what? I'm going to go to that jersey on the left side and talk about Mike Williams. We're talking about buying a guy who has never stayed healthy a full season. His teammate, Keenan Allen, got labeled as a 
injury prone wide receiver for after missing the better part of two seasons. And then what did he do? He turned around and made four out of the next five where he did not miss a game. And then the one that he did, he only missed two. So that injury prone doesn't have to be always true. Not to mention the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles, I feel like are looking to try to pass the ball more. And the fact that Jalen Hurts can run, I think is going to play into A.J. Brown's hand as that down-the-field threat, as that big play wide receiver, because the the team is going to – the defense is going to move up, right? They're, they're going to be concerned with Jalen Hurts' legs. That's going to allow A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Alice Goddard to get up over the top more often than not. So I think A.J. Brown is a buy – if you, he's already, if you've already drafted based on what you can move for him, but I do agree his ADP in a startup draft is a, is probably at its peak right now. You're muted, bud. My, my cell is not because of the injuries. Uh, my cell is because of the situation. Um, and he's with Jalen Hurts, and they say they're going to pass a little bit more. They got to pay. They got to pass a lot more yep. for this to actually have some, you know, to have an impact and. Um, you know, on top of it, you have the, you know, on top of it, the injuries is just a, a part of it. Um, but I do think there's competition there for targets and there's just not a lot of targets to go around. Next, next is, uh, we just talked about them. Let's go with these guys. Yeah. So there, there's two guys on the list here. One on the left side, you're going to see is my man, Marquise Hollywood Brown, newly acquired wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. And my cell is Gabe Davis, wide receiver, stud wide receiver, up and coming wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills and that high flying offense. So let me start with Hollywood Brown. It's like people forget that in history, we talk about third year breakout wide receivers. And that's what Hollywood Brown did last year with a third-year breakout. He had 145 targets, 1,008 yards, six touchdowns. The first half of the season, this guy was a top-12 wide receiver. And then what happened in Baltimore? Lamar Jackson got hurt in that game against the Cleveland Browns, and you saw his production dip off a little bit. Now he goes to another offense that is a pass-friendly offense with a quarterback that was his college quarterback where he went for 1,300 yards in his final season before he got drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. So I think at the ADP of wide receiver 23, I really think, barring injury, obviously, which is kind of the case with most wide receivers, this is his floor. You're drafting Hollywood Brown at his floor, I believe. So I just think you have to take it. And some of these trades that are going down for him right now are crazy to me. Hollywood Brown is getting traded one for one for David Bell. That's nuts. Hollywood Brown is being traded for Kadarius Tony and Paris Campbell. That's crazy. Hollywood Brown for Amari Cooper. All right. Now we're starting to get kind of close, but I'd still want somebody tied to Kyler Murray right now instead of Jacoby Brissett. So it just what you're giving up for Hollywood Brown both in existing dynasty leagues and the startup draft of wide, wide receiver 23, you got to, you got to take your shot. Yeah. I think this is time that we take a, take a second to, to do a PS, PSA and say, don't drink and trade. Um, <laughs> David Bell, come on. I mean, some of these trades like that's, that shouldn't be happening. And maybe it was right after Marquise Brown got, you know, arrested for criminal speeding or something. Yeah. But I've seen it. People have DM me stuff and said, Hey, should I offer this? And I'm like, 
well, I mean, you can offer it, but I don't expect him to accept. And they're like, yeah, he accepted. And he threw in a third. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> like watch your back. Like yep. you just, you just rob somebody, but you know, things do happen. People get excited about a player. Like people saw Deshaun Watson is only getting six games and Marquise Brown just got arrested. Let's do it. And, you know, obviously both of those situations changed. Looks like Marquise Brown's probably not going to get any type of suspension, probably gets a fine or something like that. And Sean Watson's out, you know, at 11 games. So, um, yeah, the uh, Cooper one is interesting. And the other one, uh, the, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony and Paris Campbell. Yep. I have Brown. I, I, we'll talk about Tony in a little bit, but I have Brown above him as well. So I, I love it. Everything you said, everything you said about being a higher pass volume offense. You know, and they also got uh, Cody Ford. They traded a fifth round pick for Cody Ford from the Bills. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, so that was a good yeah. good trade as well. So they're trying to do what they can to protect Kyler. So uh, let's talk about Gabe Davis. Yeah, so this one hurts my heart a little bit. I'm not going to lie because I, I, in 2020, you're looking at that rookie class. I was abnormally high on Gabe Davis. He was my wide receiver four in that class. And then you saw some touchdown upside, right? Not a lot of targets. And then a very similar thing last year uh, where I, th- I want to say his receptions were the exact same. I think he had like 30 some odd receptions both seasons, right? So now we're talking about a guy who you can get a first round pick for straight up. This guy has 70 receptions in his career and you can give up a first round pick for him. That's 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 crazy. I'd take the first. You can get Chris Godwin for him right now. You get Cortland Sutton for him. That's three trades, again, that have went down within the last week just for a guy who is at ADP wide receiver 37. So this is another one of those situations where it's a little bit different to me if you're in a startup versus an existing dynasty. If I'm in an existing dynasty, I'm selling Gabe Davis and I'm taking Chris Godwin or I'm taking Cortland Sutton or I'm taking the first round pick. If I'm in a startup, I am absolutely drafting Gabe Davis before the wide receiver 37 because I think that's his floor with what we've seen. And we've seen the preseason kind of validate what our thoughts were around Gabe Davis and what we thought his ceiling could be. It's come to validation in the preseason and I expect it to continue on. But for the value you're getting right now, I just think you have to move him. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get the the right deal, everyone has a price. Don't be the guy that goes and says, like, nobody's for sale. Um, you never know. Um, you know, I would sell Jamar Chase for the right price, but I'm telling you, it's it's going to have to be ridiculous. And Gabe Davis, yeah, I, I don't know if I would take him for Chris Godwin, to be honest. Um, Cortland Sutton, I don't know if I would exactly take that either. Um, Gabe Davis is rising, um, and you want to have the player that, you know, if you're going to trade him for Cortland Sutton straight up, or is there going to be a difference? Or in your draft, am I going to be able to get Gabriel Davis two or three rounds cheaper and then get someone better? So I, I got to think about it that way. But in trades, um, and, and look at his snap percentages. So this was this right here is it was super frustrating for anyone that was excited about Gabe Davis last year. Manuel Sanders was obviously on the decline of his career. These are the snap percentages for Gabriel Davis last year. 51%. He had a touchdown that week. Okay, breakout's coming. Nope, 32%, 29%, 43%, 25%, 34%, 44%, 28%. Back up to 52%. Yep, he had 13 points that week. 
That's when they're like, okay, this this guy's good. Emmanuel Sanders is is injured. We're going to get him in there. 83% of the snaps, 90% of the snaps, 87% of the snaps, 91% of the snaps. You started to see him getting more involved in the playoffs. So, yes, he is one of those guys that you just saw that last push. And, wow, that could be special if he does it. And we've been fooled by plenty of those in the past. So if you're going to sell, just make sure it's worth it. Because I do think this guy is going to be a good player in the league. And he's attached to the best quarterback in the league right now. You know, Obviously, arguably, but one of the best offenses. And he's expected to be the number two. Um, I had to argue for Gabe Davis on a show last night. And somebody said, well... You know, if Gabe Davis was the guy, they wouldn't have brought in, you know, Jamison Crowder. And I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> the, the people are talking about Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. Like, there's plenty to go around. Cole Beasley was getting 100-plus targets, and Emmanuel Sanders was balling out for a little while there. Diggs is going to get his. Davis is going to get his. And Crowder, he's probably going to be good for a few weeks. He's probably going to be injured for a whole lot. And <laughs> Gabriel Davis is going to bump back up. And Dawson Knox, yeah, he's going to get a couple touchdowns. Josh Allen's going to throw 40-plus touchdowns. There's plenty of touchdowns to go around. Gabe Davis is a double-digit touchdown guy this year. And, again, if you sell him, just make sure you get a lot. Yep. All right, I'm going to go with my guys. One of them I think is going to be a very unpopular one. Um, I'm buying Kadarius Toney. Um, right now the price is right. He's, you know, he's wide receiver 43, 98 ADP. You're getting him super late. If it doesn't work out, you're you're not you know you're breaking the bank to go 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 get this guy, and he's someone that it's getting even worse as he doesn't play in the preseason. Uh, there's too many smart people that say this guy is going to be a star. I'm going to buy him, and right now the price is right. And then Devonte Adams, with Devonte Adams, it's it's a two or three year window. I had someone you know comment, well he signed a five year contract. Well, guys, when you look at these contracts, first of all, like like Christian Kirk, everyone went crazy about the numbers. The guaranteed money versus the overall money, you need to look at those things. You also got to look at where's the out. Like Ryan Tannehill makes a whole lot of money, but they can't just outright cut him. And he, but he's a free agent in 2024. So with Devontae Adams, there is an out, potential out in three years. So it's probably more of a three-year contract. Same with Cooper Cup. And if he's still playing at a high level, maybe he gets an extension. Maybe they, they just continue it. But it's a team option. And Devontae Adams will be 32, going on 33 at that point. We've seen a lot of receivers, great receivers, not be able to produce at that level. Plus, you have a huge change. Yeah, he's with his, his uh, you know college quarterback. It was 10 years ago. It's not like they were college quarterbacks two years ago, like Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray. It's been a long time, and there's there's just he's not the only show in town. Um, and I also don't believe Derek Carr is going to have the the play that Aaron Rodgers did. Like they wanted, maybe they wanted to run the ball in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers like nah, one yard slant to Devontae Adams, and, and it was like every week. If you're an Aaron Jones, you know. Shareholder, you are crying um, because it was happening every single week. And Devontae Adams was getting 12, 15, 17, 18 targets. He had 170 targets last year. 
I just I don't think it's gonna happen. And if, if you have him on your team, he still has value. And if you you can sell him for some of the pieces we talked about, plus some, the the price is just gonna get lower next year and the year after that. Any thoughts here? Sorry, yeah, sorry, I was muted. Uh, so Kadarius Tony, I don't disagree with. It's just not somebody I'm looking to go obtain. I just think there's so many things working against him, whether it be Daniel Jones, whether it be Kenny Galladay or Wandale Robinson, Saquon Barkley. I, I just don't know. And I get it. He's athletic AF. This dude is a monster on the field because he's just – He's got more twitch. He's got more speed than most of the guys on the field. He's just not a wide receiver. He's an athlete. Um, And I just, those aren't guys I want on my team necessarily because it's not productive from year to year. Um, So I get where you're coming from. The, the, he's cheap. He's a guy that you think could, could produce above, what'd you say? Wide receiver 43. Um, So I, I get that. Um, but the sell of Devontae Adams is hard for me, right? I, I get he's on a team now with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and whatnot. Derek Carr threw for 4,800 yards last year. Darren Waller was hurt. Hunter Renfro is the only wide receiver there. And you're telling me that I just I don't see the fall off. I think he's going to be an absolute monster this season. I think the contract is the biggest concern right now. I'd be willing to say that if the Raiders aren't happy with his performance for one reason or another, they have an out next year. They could save $15 million next year because the cap hit is 30. The dead cap is only 15 million next year. So they really kind of have an out next year if they really wanted to. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, which is why I'm not selling Devontae Adams. I think he's still tied to an absolute stud quarterback and I think with the additional weapons, that's just going to mean he's not he's going to have to win one-on-ones. He's not going to get double-teamed like he was getting double-teamed in, in Green Bay and still winning. Now, the, the piece around Derek Carr and him being 10 years ago, yeah, that's true. But did you know that these guys spent holidays together even since they've been in the NFL together? So these it's not like the guys haven't talked and haven't hung out and haven't been together since they've both been drafted in the league on opposite sides of the United States, because they have been, they've been talking, their families get together on the holidays, all of these things. Now, is that the same thing as playing football on the field together? No, it's not. But that trust is still there. That camaraderie is still there. They can work through that. Now, the first few games might be a little rusty. They might be working on timing and so on and so forth. But I just, I have a hard time moving him if I'm on a win now roster right now. Yeah, if you're on a win-now roster, it's going to be tough. Um, but you, you got to look at it. He is going to be 29 in December. Um, so it's you know he's kind of a two- or three-year window guy. You're not looking at him for a, a long you know long haul. And you know 30-plus wide receivers, there hasn't been any 30-plus wide receivers in as a wide receiver one in a few years. And you're looking at guys, the, the, the top yardage last year, for 30 plus receiver was AJ Brown. Not AJ Brown, AJ Green. And and then Marvin Jones. And the year before was Marvin Jones. And so you're looking at guys like like I said, you're looking at this as a dynasty trade. If you have Adams, 
again, I, I don't think you should go out and just sell Adams just to sell him. But if you are are not able to compete this year, or you're just looking to to get more assets in the future, he's not his his price is going to continue to drop, and you're not going to ever be able to sell him for as much as you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Now I do want to add one thing because you brought it up and it reminded me of some some looking I was doing the other day. So I've got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine wide receivers who had over a hundred targets and produced. Now uh, that was a range of of final finishes up until the age of let's see, I've got four of them at the age of thirty three. I've got a couple at thirty seven. So it's not unheard of to have these high caliber receivers like this list of receivers: Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Jimmy Smith, Torrey Holt, Rod Smith, Eric Moulds, Chad Johnson, or Ocho Cinco, Randy Moss, Andre Johnson. I would put Devontae Adams in that list of people. So to think that he couldn't produce into his early to mid thirties now is he going to be the wide receiver one overall? No, but you're going to get some solid production from him for the foreseeable future, I feel like. I can see that. So let's check back in with the sponsors. First one I'm going to talk about is Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have have the fantasy league on there. I use it for all of mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over and under game. First, all you do is pick any sport, choose two or more players that you like, and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with one tap of a button. It's insanely fun. We can ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now and play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money too. On your mobile phone, you can you can get Sleeper on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com backslash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com backslash SGP. They'll get you a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use details. Look, I love coffee. It took me years to find the coffee that I just drink every day now. Now you have a place called Trade Coffee where they they have experts that taste their stuff. Their Trade Coffee team actually tastes thousands of coffees and keeps up to 450 different kinds live and ready to ship to you every day. There is no perfect coffee for one person. Everybody has a different taste and they will find it for you. And the trade is human powered algorithm will help you find it. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when coffee tastes really perfect, trades real coffee experts. Again, personally taste test over 400 roasts to know exactly what to recommend. So just answer a couple of their questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. No gimmicks. Again, trade trade uh, trade coffee has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. So right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order 
plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. Again, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee that you can get for free. So get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade Coffee find a coffee that you'll love. Again, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. All right. Well, here's your next buy sell. Let's talk about it. Oh, so this is another one, right? Debo, I talked about, uh, you know, you see on the screen, he's a guy that I wanted bad last year going into the offseason. I thought he was a buy. Now I'm talking about selling him. And a guy that I wanted to buy last year, he let me down and I want to buy him again. And that's Allen Robinson, newly acquired wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Look, this dude has three seasons of top 10 production with a whole slew of just garbage quarterbacks. We saw what Matthew Stafford was able to do in his first season with Cooper Cup. So imagine what he can do with a wide receiver the caliber of Allen Robinson. It's The sky's the limit. I've, I'm looking at, could he lead the league in receiving? I don't think it's crazy to think that's the case. It's nuts. This dude is super talented, and he's tied to one of the best quarterbacks in the game now at this point. And coming off the board at wide receiver 31 at, at age 28, that's that's low. That you're, I believe that is below his floor. I don't even think his floor is at wide receiver 31. It's a wide, somewhere in the wide receiver two range. Now, let's talk about live, you know, an existing dynasty league. You can give up Tyler Boyd and a first for Allen Robinson, Romeo Dubes and a second, or Brandon Ayuk and a third. All three of those again happened within the last week. That's crazy. The one that I think is interesting is Drake London, newly newly drafted wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. A straight-up trade, Drake London for Allen Robinson. I believe I would still take the Allen Robinson side. I want the guy who is tied to Matthew Stafford for the next three years that can be a top-12 wide receiver for me instead of a guy who's tied to Marcus Mariota this season, possibly, um, oh, my God, Desmond Ritter, or a, a rookie wide a rookie quarterback next year. So you've got a couple years where things might not be working for Drake London. You can buy him low next season. Whereas I don't think you're going to be able to buy Allen Robinson low next offseason. Yeah, so you had me until there. Um <laughs> I I I'm with you. I'm buying Allen Robinson. I think the price is right. Um he's younger than Cooper Cup. Um and people forget, I mean he's has multiple 1000-yard receivers. And Allen Robinson is just a stud. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the sell. That's going to be Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Everybody knows what his season looked like last last year, right? He had a ton of receiving touchdowns. He was getting the rushing work. This dude was wide receiver three in PPR. He had over 1,400 yards receiving. And then a wide receiver who tops off at almost 400 yards rushing. This dude had 1,800 yards of total offense and double-digit touchdowns. I just don't know that that production is in his field of vision again with newly starting quarterback Trey Lance. I feel like his skill set is more conducive to a Brandon Ayuk and his down-the-field stretching capability. I'm not saying that that Debo Samuel is not going to produce at all. I just think the current asking price of wide receiver six is 
above his ceiling right now. And I know you saw him at wide receiver three. I just said that, but wide receiver six is where I think is a little above his ceiling moving into next season. And some trades that have gone down kind of validate this for me. I could move Debo Samuel for Cortland Sutton and Damian Pierce. I think I'd rather have Cortland Sutton and the upside with Russell Wilson than Debo right now. And then you throw in a questionable Damian Pierce that looks like he might be a starting running back for the Houston Texans. That's just icing on the cake. I can move Debo Samuel for CeeDee Lamb straight up. That's that's happening. And then the last one is it's a two for three. So it's Debo Samuel and DJ Shark for Chris Olave, J.K. Dobbins, and a second. And I think I'm taking that also. So you're seeing a lot of trades go down where you can get pretty solid value for Debo Samuel, who, again, I love the guy's skill set. I love watching him play football. I just think the what you can get for him, it exceeds what his expectations are going to be this season. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're when guys are this high, it's really, you know, it's really tempting to sell because they're they're peaking. Yep. And, you know, is there a world where he repeats? It could happen. But he's he's not going to get the rushing that we saw last year. That's It's really going to be hard to repeat. That was, you know, um, really a one-off, seeing a receiver do that. If we see it happen again, then, yeah, I'm wrong. Um, but this is a guy that, you know, we've – We've definitely saw we've saw you know, there's going to be changes on the offense and a lot of, a lot a lot of things are going to be different this year. Um, and with Debo Samuel having uh, just a, a hogging up all of the offensive production last year, I just think they spread it out a lot more. I think he's going to be a good receiver, but at number five or six, that's that's just really pricey. And um, you know, like you said, those are some monster trades that you can get for Debo right now. Yeah, I mean, I moved it. Now, this is a few months ago. I moved Debo and a first for Devontae, or I'm sorry, Debo and a second for Devontae Adams and Miles Sanders. And, you know, on a team that you want to win now, there's there's pieces there. So, you know, you, you if you can win a championship off Debo, go, go win a championship. If you can move him for a player that's going to finish ahead of him, you know, in one for one season, maybe two, you, you got to pull the trigger and try to win those ships, man. Absolutely. Well, it's just one last one last thing I want to talk to everybody about before we get to our last two, and that's Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly the high point of our academic career. I know for me, I would, you know, in Spanish, I'm still working on it. Um, no, now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, is an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad or connecting to a deeper way with family, you have some, or if you just have some free time, Babbel teaches teaches you in bite, bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. A 15-minute uh, lesson makes the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for the lessons plans. So Babbel lessons plans were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn from Babbel. In addition to, to lessons, you can, uh, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com bashless SGP. That's babbel.com bashless SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. All right, the last one. Last group we have 
We're going to be giving you guys quite a bit. We're actually going to give you running backs on Thursday with Pat Fitzmorris. I'm going to, I want to talk about Sky Moore. And so um, your rookie drafts are much different in August. And so I happen to be in a rookie draft in August. And Sky Moore wasn't even a first-round pick. This guy was going in the mid-first round in May. And people are just, they're excited about all these other guys. Don't get me wrong. I can understand why you're excited about George Pickens and, and, and some of these other guys. But Sky Moore going to the Kansas City Chiefs, potentially being their number one option, and you're getting him right now. You're, you're getting Sky Moore as the wide receiver 39 and 70, 79th overall. He's going to be attached to Patrick Mahomes for his rookie contract. He's going to be attached to Andy Reid and the Kansas City offense. I know MVS is out there. I know Juju's out there. But Sky Moore is someone that they, they targeted and they went early in the draft to go get him. And this guy, not only did he put up elite production in, you know, in regards to yards per catch and overall you know, yardage, but he also put up 90-plus catches last year. Look at someone like Christian Watson. He had 104 catches in his career in college. Um, you know, Sky Moore is a stud. He's on an awesome offense, and that you're continuing to see his price drop. Go pick him up. See if you can get him in trades. People are, you know, all about the hype train right now for some of these other guys. See what you can do. I mean, I saw Damian Pierce drafted before Sky Moore. If you can go get Damian Sky Moore for Damian Pierce, go get some Sky Moore right now. And, you know, Deontay Johnson, the reason I'm, I'm selling Deontay Johnson, we don't know what this offense is going to look like without Ben Roethlisberger. We expect that it's going to look a lot the same and maybe even a little bit better. But for Deontay Johnson, his calling card was the volume. Ben Roethlisberger targeted him non-stop. And will Trubisky do that? It's it's unknown. Is it going to be Pickens? Is it going to be Claypool? Is it going to be Firemuth? Is it going to be Harris? Is it going to be a, a, a spread it out kind of an offense? We don't know. And at wide receiver 14, 35th overall, I just don't want a guy like that as my number one receiver with the I don't know. And I feel like there's a lot of guys we talked about today that I would – I would prefer to have them at their price and get someone else instead of, you know, instead of going in and acquiring Dante Johnson. And I don't know if you have any trades for me, but Dante Johnson at wide receiver 14, you can definitely, we'll call it a downgrade and get one of these other guys that we mentioned plus, and I think you're going to get similar production. Yeah. So, so with Sky Moore, I, I just feel like he's, properly priced right now he's going after drake london Traylon burks garrett wilson chris Olave, christian watson's going after him in adp i just don't see taking him above any of the guys that are ahead of him right now so i think he's properly placed well, and- in regards to like a startup draft but you can trade very easily for him right now because he's not getting a lot of hype so i i 100 agree with the buy in a, in a league that has already already drafted uh, to be able to go and get him really for probably a price cheaper than wide receiver 37 right now. Deontay Johnson, it, it's crazy to me 
how cheap you can get him. That's the surprising thing. I feel like this is like the common thing. So I'm a little, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with Deontay Johnson because everybody wants to sell him. And because everybody wants to sell him, his price is going down. So you want some trades? Here's some trades. Garrett Wilson and a fourth for Deontay Johnson. I'm taking Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson for James Cook, straight up. I'm taking Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson and Darnell Mooney for Jalen Waddle. That starts to get a little interesting, but I still think I'd rather have the two for one in regards to that. Uh, Deontay Johnson for Tony Pollard and a third. I'm taking Deontay Johnson. So the price of Deontay for what we've seen him do, I just think he's a buy because of that right now. And Deontay Johnson's always open. Like, it's unbelievable how good this guy is at the game of football. So if anybody can hit the broadside of a barn, as bad as Ben Roethlisberger was last year, Deontay Johnson still put up wide receiver eight overall. So I, I just see a world where you're you're still looking at a top 15 wide receiver and you're giving up Garrett Wilson or James Cook or Tony Pollard for that. I, I'm, I'm taking him all day, twice on Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, he had 169 targets last year. It's just hard yeah. for me to see that happen again. Um, That's fair. And with Sky Moore, so we're, if you're if you're looking at July ADP, and that that's my one of my concerns is there's so much that changes with preseason and training camp. Uh, you know, I had someone tell me, you know, there's no way looking at July ADP. You know, Brian Robinson is like eight eight rounds different than Antonio Gibson. I said those that includes July first data. Things yep. changed two days ago, and so, like I said, the, the week this weekend I had a draft, and Damian Pierce was four or five picks ahead. George Pickens was the one hundred and four. I mean, things change tremendously if you're doing your rookie drafts now. So, Sky Moore, honestly, I think that 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 price that you're seeing there is not even accurate to have him at the, you know, to see him at thirty or uh, forty uh, thirty nine. He's yeah, going lower. Is, He's yeah, going is, lower than that. Yeah, this is DLF August of 2022. They've got him at wide receiver 40. Pickens is actually wide receiver 41. Jahan Dotson's 44. Uh, Christian Watson's 46. So that's uh, again, that's current, right? That's yeah, yeah. DLF's pretty current. Uh, but you know, like you said, this may not take into account the last couple of days where some things have started to shift around a little bit. So. Yeah. And the receivers haven't shifted around as much as the running backs. There's a lot like Zamir White's going up. Brian Robinson's going up. Um, but yeah, George Pickens is definitely going up and I, I, I can't argue against taking George Pickens above Sky Moore right now. Um, but again, I just think Sky Moore is one of those guys, especially if you're looking to sell off some veterans, I think he's a guy that you can acquire now. And the reason I wanted to put him on this list is if you don't acquire him now, the price is going to double after the first couple weeks of football. If this guy goes out and gets eight, nine, 10 targets, you're not going to be able to buy him. And I feel like there's a buy window now and it's going to close. It could close week one. Yep. yep All right. Absolutely. Well, we've, we've gone through a lot, gone a little bit over. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the show. Make sure you guys send us all of your questions. I know you probably have drafts this weekend. Um, let us know what you think about our buy sells. Brad, where can we find your work? Anything new coming out? 
Yeah, at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. You can find all my stuff on sportsgamblingpodcast.com or the fantasyfootballfirm.com uh, for all your individual needs. But hey, I've got an article coming out. I, I've done a, a wide a running back regression article, a wide receiver regression article. The tight end is drafted uh, and ready for editing. So hopefully that's going to hit in the next week or so. And then we'll do quarterbacks to, to wrap it up. So a full regression series to take a look at right in time for draft. And, and not, don't forget to check out, we have the Sports Lane Podcast. We got a trade value chart, Dynasty trade value chart. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Q and A sessions all week this week going into Labor Day. We got a draft kit that just came out. Make sure you guys check all that stuff out. You can find all my work at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can also follow me on TikTok or Twitter at Dynasty Dorks. It's all one word. I'm out. Everyone, as always, good luck this season. Cheers. Man.